0: Hi, this is James Woodcock for P3zine, the Sony PlayStation 3 magazine that is free to download from www.gamazines.com. Today, I have with me Darren Williams, who is the global brand manager for the club. Welcome, Darren. Hi, hello, James. Thank you. So,
1: I guess we should start off with what is the club? Uh, Well, in basic terms, and to do the game a massive uh, disservice, it's a third-person shooter game. Uh, It's on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC, but as we'll discuss, no doubt, there's a hell of a lot more to it than just those pure facts there.
0: So, how long has it been in
1: development? Um, All told, probably for about, well, I'd say over two years, um, as is the case with most games from... uh, Independent developers—they have the nugget of their ideas knocking around inside their studios for, for a long old time. But we've been working with Bizarre on it for probably about eighteen months or so. Yeah, we signed it with about eighteen months, two years ago. So there's been quite a lot of development work that's gone into it. But that's fairly typical of uh, you know big AAA games nowadays.
0: And Bizarre Creations, of course, are the same people behind Project Gotham Racing.
1: Yeah, Project Gotham Racing, Geometry Wars, yep. Yeah, so they're um, well known to the Xbox community, but uh, I'm sure that all the PS3 and PC fans are going to be uh, knowing a lot more about their games pretty soon.
0: What is the storyline?
1: Um, well, it's it's about um, if I say blood sport, it sounds a little bit harsher than the actual game is, but in effect, it's a human blood sport. The club is uh, obviously a fictitious but um, entity, but within our backstory, which was uh, written with a guy, the help of a guy called Gordon Redding, who the 2008 A D fan base may know. Um, it purports that there's been for centuries a secretive network of of the elite so rich men bankers politicians rock stars actors you know, people who are at the top of their professions have a lot of time and a lot of money and fundamentally a bit bored so it has its roots within um sort of a bare uh, knuckle boxing fraternity um, and it was gambling originally on or men fighting each other so it was kind of a, like a fight club but was sponsored by rich guys who wanted some form of entertainment so as the centuries have rumbled on their taste got a little bit harder and merely watching men fighting each other wasn't enough so it then became a kind of human hunting game um, which initially was full of people who were there of their own their own volition so obviously very desperate men criminals who were fighting each other for money um, and as the centuries have rumbled on the games become increasingly dangerous and up to the sort of the lethal gun based blood sport that we uh, represent Within our game.
0: So, in a world with so many first person shooters, Halo 3 and Call of Duty 4, just a couple of recent variations, why third person?
1: well you can get a lot more character into third person games I and mean, first person games are brilliant and they do a certain set of things within gaming very very well more often than not you'll look at first person shooters for uh, benchmarks for graphics and gameplay and things of that nature but what they lack is personality you don't get very many personality led fps games even things such as uh, monolith with games like no one lives forever you had case archer and there's a very very iconic figure on the front of the pack but in the game it doesn't make any difference or it doesn't feel as though you're playing a man a woman a dog a cat or what have you but, so within our fix overall we wanted to have a variety of characters in there and we needed them to all be different play different feel different um from a first person perspective you can't really do that doing it in third person gives you a lot more opportunity to get some some broad characterization into each of the people you'll be playing
0: is it nice to just be a little different as well with so many out there
1: yeah, it doesn't harm at all, obviously. You're right, there's a load of FPS games around and you know, we're the best one in the world, gamers have only got so much time, money and attention. So you need to do different things well in order to stand out from the crowd and we're no, definitely no, doing that with the club. Product. What different modes are available in the single-player options? Um, There are five modes in the single-player. They're all based around variations of either time or score, so there'll be uh, things such as survivor mode, where you're essentially in a bear pit. It's you against an endless wave of enemies, and you have to survive for a certain period of time. Um, there'll be sprint modes where you have to get through a level point A to point B um, within a time frame there'll be purely score based modes so 5 in total um, in single player, 8 modes in multiplayer a stack load of leaderboards online, hundreds and hundreds of leaderboards 49 different single player challenges but at 4 different skill levels and they all unlock various things as well so if you play through the entire game in single player you'll be playing up to about 200 challenges and then as we know multiplayer is just endless really so there's a stack of content in the game
0: And I assume the AI isn't just going to stand there and let you shoot them. They're actually going to be hiding behind walls, maybe even firing back.
1: Yeah, I mean, the key to this as well, once you play the game, you'll understand exactly why it is the way it is. Bizarre Creations, when they first pitched it to us, described it as very much like a racing game, and that you'll need to learn laps and need to learn the circuit. So the AI does tend to crop up in the same places. There is a variety of behavior in there, um, but it's all about repetition. Because it's a high school-based game, you need to know that as soon as you go around this corner in this particular level, by and large, every time that enemy's going to be there, they'll be doing different things. So there is a certain consistency of throughout the game but it does vary it's not a, a, a simple duck hunt so depending on how you play the game if you run through with purely a pistol or a shotgun you'll see the same guys in the same places if you're a little bit more clever you use long-range weapons or if you use uh, grenades and things you can affect the way the level works but there is a lot of familiarity the key to this it's it's a good analogy to make to things like project gotham you learn the tracks you learn what tricks and uh, little moves you need to pull off at certain areas in the track to maximize your score so that's been one of the biggest things we've had to explain to people because Obviously, with shooter games, people assume AI. When we tell them that it's a repetitive game, people immediately get a bit confused. So uh, as part of the gameplay experiences that people have in the press and the videos, we've been very keen to point out that having regular and predictable AI actually isn't a negative in this instance. It's, It's a positive, and it's part of what makes the game it is
0: is there anything else to shoot other than just the enemies
1: yeah there's environmental stuff that you can do there are hidden little tricks and secrets in there there's uh, skull shots right the level and in some of the videos we've been leaking out we've hinted at those Um, there could be anywhere up from sort of five to ten skull shots within each level some are very obvious some are hidden so if you identify and shoot those you'll get points bonuses but they can also extend your combo There'll be secret skull shots in there. You can um, destroy parts of the environment too. So while predominantly it is about um, hunting down um, other AI characters, there are little bonus elements in there as well and some pretty cool environmental effects if you destroy buses or fuel tanks or towers or things of that nature. So there's plenty of variety, certainly.
0: More importantly, since the game is very heavily to do with score, how does the score system work? Are you rewarded for combos, how quick you are, etc.?
1: Yeah this um, Bear with me on this one Because this normally Takes a little bit of Explanation Although we do have A brilliant video That we put on the website And on things like, um, it's out online At the moment In effect Every time you shoot Someone you get a score Now there's a number Of factors that determine That the distance You are from the enemy um, That's the predominant Factor um, But equally Where you shoot them You get more points For a headshot. Now as part of that As well If you manage to shoot Someone through a door or through a fence You get a penetrator bonus If you shoot a piece Of metal and it Ricochets into somebody You get a ricochet bonus If you do a little um, midi roll and then jump to your feet and shoot someone, you'll get a death roll bonus. If you turn through 180 degrees and shoot someone behind you, you get a snapshot bonus. So these are all ways of increasing your score. So what it means is that you could, in theory, shoot somebody from distance by turning around, rolling, shooting them through a door, ricocheting off a piece of metal and getting them in the head. Now that will sort of chain up five score bonuses for you. But that still counts as one kill. So, regardless of how you kill a person, that counts as one. You'll then see a combo bar come up. A combo bar lives in the top right hand corner of the screen, and it's a little timer bar that decreases. If you manage to kill someone within that timer bar being on the screen, you get a times two multiplier. If you then run to the next enemy and kill the guy within the timer bar again, you get a times three multiplier. So, you can instantly see a sort of a bog standard kill of 2,000 points. If you get him with a headshot, well, that's a 4,000 point skill, for example. If you then have do that within a times two combo, that becomes 8,000. If you do it times three, and then you can see how it multiplies up and up and up and up. So the, the, the choice you're going to face every time you play the game is do you go for high-risk shots? Do you take a rifle and try and shoot someone from 100 feet away by ricocheting the bullet against them, uh, the piece of metal? Or do you get up close and make sure of the kill? Because if you don't do it quickly enough, you'll lose your combo. And more often than not, that will mean you can't complete the level challenge in time. So I hope that's clear. I realise I've ranted on a little bit there.
0: That was very thorough. Excellent.
1: (laughs) So are we able to record
0: any of these fantastic replays where it's been ricocheting?
1: Um, We're still looking into that. Obviously Gotham TV proved that you could do that. We're still working on getting the functionality in because um, that's one of the natures of cross-format development. Um, Xbox Live gives you a lot of Great built-in tools, but that's not necessarily that relevant for PC or PS3 at the moment. So still TBC on that one. Um, I can't spill all the beans today. I've got to keep something left for the PR campaign. What
0: sort of movers been... does the player have at their disposal for getting around these levels?
1: We strip the game back to the, the, the purest essence of what makes a shooter. So in effect you can walk you can run um, you can turn through 180 degrees so you can immediately see behind you um, and you can roll there'll be some context sensitive stuff where you can vault through windows kick through doors but it's not got a stack of moves and features in there everything's context sensitive and overall the aim was to pare back the experience to the, the purest essence of what makes a very fast paced shooter so in terms of basic moves walk run you can roll and turn to, do, to create a snapshot plus there's environmental uh, bits and pieces that you can do as well
0: how many locations are available and will we recognize any of them that we do in say project Gotham racing
1: um there are eight locations they're familiar but they're not based on anywhere uh, specific although we do have a level in there that's called venice um it's not a complete mapping of venice so there are eight in total Um, Some will be recognisable in that they're heavily inspired by uh, certain elements. But for example, things that we've released, there's been things such as a manor house, which looks like a typical English manor house. There's a steel mill, and I dare say there aren't too many famous steel mills in in the world prison cells, um, there's an old abandoned ocean liner. So the only one that people would immediately recognise will be Venice, but a lot of the other areas have been inspired by certain elements or certain locations within the world. It actually weaves into the overall story of the game, the club being the secretive organisation that they are. They've got so much money and so much power that they can afford to buy abandoned factories or go and cordon off a section of Venice just so they can hold these death matches in relative privacy
0: is there going to be a variation of outdoor and indoor sections
1: um yeah some of the levels do weave in and out in the prison for example there's um a section where you'll run through the actual prison cells themselves and into the courtyard but the analogy that you used there of project gotham are similarly not too far away from something like gran turismo in that you'll have a circuit but there'll be various routes through it depending on the challenge ahead of you so eight locations but there'll be various ways through them so they obviously multiply up and up and up so. what sort of multiplayer support will we see Okay, um, I will tell you the number of modes but I can't tell you overall what they are so there are seven modes in total Then they range from a fairly standard deathmatch because every game does that, to some unique modes that Bizarre Creations have put in just for the club so seven modes um, with, at last count we were, we've got leaderboards um, in counts of the hundreds at the moment and they'll obviously be sorted by location and by difficulty level so, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, as with all good um, shooters in the current generation, the multiplayer side of it is virtually limitless. There'll be single player modes, time based modes, team based modes. So, and um, with split screen. Um, yeah, there's split screen, um, as well as system link and obviously online multiplayer. So, you know whether you've got broadband or not, you'll still be able to play multiplayer. But let's be honest, who doesn't have broadband nowadays?
0: Exactly. So, with multi-platform gaming, the inevitable question of PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, are there any visual difference between the two?
1: Uh, to be honest, no, and I think that's probably more by virtue of the fact that the, the power of both the consoles, it's so similar graphically. I know that each of them do particular tricks under the hood on the processor level, which you know can give advantages and disadvantages for both consoles. But graphically, you're finding now that With the best one in the world, there's not a whole lot of difference between either format. There's also a very real issue that you face that with developing for three platforms, you have to have a base level of graphics, but thankfully for the club, our base level is outstanding. Is there any six-axis support? No. Um, To be honest, an FPS game... Six-axis, it would be very, very hard to implement that kind of control mechanism in there. Um, I mean, the controls for FPS games on console now are so standard that you don't really want to be counterintuitive anymore. I mean, the six-axis is great and that there are going to be implementations that you could see for that for racing games, flight sims, and so on and so forth. Um, but because we've got such a precise control mechanic in the game, and it's all about pinpoint accuracy that uh, six axis it's not entirely relevant we think to shooters as a whole that's not to say that it's not relevant but certainly to our game you need to know that exactly where you point the cursor where you point your reticule that's where you're going to be shooting um and six axis probably doesn't have that much relevance for shooting as we, we see it at the moment having said that you know we implemented six axis control um or six axis control is a very natural home in things like racing games so you know it's it's got its place as with most things you know with all these consoles they've all got great features but you just got to be a bit hard-headed about where you implement them all not everything is suited to every single game out there when is the club due for release um i am allowed to say early 2008
0: <laughs> ah, now that's not very specific is
1: it <laughs> <laughs> um the, well depending on what part of the world you live in there probably there'll still be snow on the ground but having said that, if you live in Siberia, there's snow on the ground all year round. So, you know.
0: Right, so if we're basically on Siberia, we might have a long wait. But if we're basically <laughs> on the UK, we'll be fine.
1: <laughs> well, possibly. We are going to be announcing nice the, uh, the date soon. And um, when I say soon, within the next couple of days.
0: So, where can we find out more about the club?
1: Uh, well, actually, we just launched the website for the club. If you go to www.theclubgame.com, um, all the relevant information and some secret information we haven't revealed yet will be there. Um, have a look, because the tutorial video from the game is up, and that explains the scoring system brilliantly. And as soon as people see that, they instantly get what the game is all about.
0: And will there be any demo
1: versions available before launch? Yep, yeah, we're aiming for, and we're in good shape to get demos out for... Um, probably january we hope for xbox 360 ps3 and pc so after we've stopped uh, barraging people with endless videos about the club um they'll actually be able to start playing it on xbox live playstation network and magazine cover mounts. um and like i say we're hoping to get the demos out for january but as with most things um that's all dependent on how we progress with development well thank you for joining us today Dan. it's been a pleasure that's no trouble at all thank you james